0: Welcome to Be Honest Podcast with Dr. Jana and Dr. Sherry where we hold honest conversations about life, relationships, challenges and everything in between with unfiltered discussions with real people offering their authentic stories, experiences and perspectives. No topic is off-limits, and no story is too small. Join us on United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM.
1: Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to United Public Radio, 107.7, live from New Orleans, Louisiana. If you're enjoying our content, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to be honest talks for more updates and exciting stories. We love sharing our thoughts and ideas on this show. So keep in mind that our content isn't personalized advice. We're a couple enthusiastic voices with strong opinions. Take us with a grain of salt, a dash of humor, and always trust your gut. Now let's head on over to the gossip grill sizzling with rumors, a place where whispers and stories flip and turn, sometimes burning truths to ashes leaving a taste of bitterness in its wake. Now come along with us on Be Honest podcast with Dr. Yana and Dr. Sherry. Step into the gossip grill and clear the air. Take it away, Dr.
0: Yana. Come along, come along, everyone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's myself, Dr. Yana, and Dr. Sherry. Fabulous, beautiful Dr. Sherry. And we're here on Be Honest, as always. And we're so happy that you are joining us today. I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself tangled in a web of gossip where what is being said shapes your perception and rumors spread like wildfire? On today's show, we will delve into the intricacies of gossip and daily life, a talk about the role gossip plays in shaping our relationships, our perceptions, and society at large. Well, first off, What is gossip and why does this behavior seem so inherent? Gossip is a behavior characterized by the act of sharing rumors, other people's personal information, or stories, often without their consent or verification of accuracy. I'm sure you've been involved in discussing details of other people's lives, behaviors, relationships, or actions, typically in a casual, informal manner. And everyone who says I've never gossiped is a liar because all of <laughs> us lied uh, and gossips gossiped once in our lifetime, and actually on many, many more occasions.
1: Absolutely, I still partake in it today. I'm guilty of <laughs> gossiping, <laughs> and we'll later in the show we'll go on, or as we <laughs> evolve in the show, we'll talk about. There's not a lot of us think that gossip is just a negative word, but it has positive uh, aspects as well. The word gossip actually, um, let's think about, they say gossip is nature's telephone. If we go back into history, somewhere between the 5th and 12th century Old English, where as far as we can decipher, there were no telephones back then, right? <laughs> the origin of the word gossip stems from the word gossip or gossibling, meaning God and a relative. This is like Old English formed in Christianity. It's a included people who attended baptisms and confirmation ceremonies, also at the birth of children. It was often used, uh, the term was used for both genders, just as it is today. And it's evolved to, um, inclu- over the course of time to include what we have today is gossip. The verb gossip um, came to light in the 1600s. And it's what we share in our personal affairs now, casual you know. or informal.
0: I kind of doubt that you engage in gossip because you can't even pronounce that word gossip because you stumble upon. That can be a pretty uh, sensitive topic. Yeah, even if we do engage in gossip uh, uh, once in a while, even unknowingly, it is still a gossip. and still an unpleasant concept.
1: It was a necessity before the modern time. I mean, you couldn't expect that you would send a letter out to everybody that you knew about everything going into your life. So gossip before today was the word of mouth. And
0: now there's so many ways that gossip is shared. Yeah. And why do they get shared? Why do we even gossip? What is a gossip? Gossip is an informal evaluative talk about absent third parties. So why do we gossip without their presence? Hmm? It is frowned upon and often even condemned in cultures around the world. At the same time, it is a basic human tendency. People gossip about friends, relatives, co-workers, and celebrities with great appetite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And especially about celebrities. Ooh,
1: Yes, people tune into that. The media is the propaganda fueled with gossip, fake news.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fake news. That is... Uh, very, uh, it's a very, it's actually, it's a huge topic, huge topic yes. that um, actually serves the purpose uh, in uh, our lives as human beings, as uh, positive as well as the negative. Mm-hmm. So let's see, uh, what are the positive?
1: Well, it, it helps us assist in making decisions. We can resolve conflict. Uh, we can, It helps us stay informed with things.
0: Those are some things that come to mind. I can only imagine before uh, having a phone or even texting. Remember that we used to have pagers. I remember (laughs) that time, pagers, pagers, when people would just, (laughs) they won't be able to spread gossip, but they would be able to text each other, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gossip
0: has been around for probably since the beginning of time. Yeah, but Why? I think it is because of the social bonding, because gossiping yes. can help strengthen social bonds among people. And the sharing mm-hmm. gossip about the mutual acquaintances or discussing shared interests creates a sense of uh, um, social circle, camaraderie, or solidarity within social groups. Yeah, validation. Validation. So other people. That's true. Remember that the, uh, what the, he used the old women do, right? They will just they get together and they would just chat and gossip and spread rumors, right? And essentially, just like you mentioned, uh, it all started at the time of the baptism, right? Uh, the start mm-hmm. of the Christianity, although this concept uh, uh, pertinent to so many different uh, uh, cultures, in fact, all of them, but the gossip itself started. When uh, uh, women would get together because the birth time was uh, uh, primarily a female uh, event and they would just all get together and talk in the Mm -hmm. waiting room before the baby is born. So that's where the notion comes from.
1: Yeah, I read in like back in the Middle Ages, they used to have what was called friendship circles. So they would get together in these circles in private, and they would speak about like uh, po- po- political matters, spousal disputes, probably anything you can think of. But they were oh, called so juicy, friendship so circles.
0: So juicy, so juicy, Dr. Sherry.
1: And it often it, it, exactly <laughs> came known. It actually became known as a woman's hobby. I
0: quote. <laughs> Oh my God. The, the, well, that's what it is. Although nowadays, I believe uh, guys are also engaging in this behavior more even than women. It's, uh, uh I believe that's, um, associated with the age of Aquarius, what do you think? Because that's kind of a a feminine influence in the age of Aquarius and everything becomes feminized, including now guys getting into those uh, chatter, they getting into those chatter boxes and discussing women, other people's lives and politics, uh, even uh, uh, in politics that we're going to get to that, that the uh, political rumors that don't have any base underneath them, no justification. Mm -hmm. So what else? Uh, Yeah, like the information sharing, uh, people would just send letters and uh, uh, even to send a letter would be uh, pretty expensive and difficult like yeah. a paper of course and it would take several days right if not weeks and months to for the letter to reach the destination thank god but only in those times <laughs> 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 yeah so gossip can be a means of disseminating important information in our communities right because we gossip about job opportunities local events or changes and the social norms so And it also establishes social norms. Uh, It can reinforce societal norms and values by uh, praising behaviors that align with cultural expectations and criticizing those that deviate from them. Oh, this can contribute to maintaining social order and cohesion. And Mm -hmm. God forbid you will deviate from the social norms because everyone else is just going to devour you. That has (laughs) always been in every society. And that is why... Uh, The witches have been burned alive at the stake throughout the ages, and even nowadays. Like if we look at the Salem witch trial, you remember that, Dr. Sherry? You and I. Oh yeah, I was there. I was was burned (laughs) at the stake.
1: (laughs) I was one of the witches.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, l- looking at your uh, red <laughs> hair, I would probably assume that that's exactly what's the case. And, the, you know, uh, those kind of cases, um, uh, what did they imply? In fact, those were beautiful women that uh, probably not just beautiful, but also outspoken. Who did not Mm -hmm. keep their tongue behind their teeth and they would talk and they would retaliate, probably, Mm -hmm. right? They would put, they would set the boundaries and they would also be intelligent. Mm -hmm. An intelligent woman is a threat, was a threat Mm -hmm. at the time. Still is. Oh my God, still is, Dr. Sherry. Don't you think so? Intelligent woman with great looks is still intimidating.
1: I think intelligence overall, again, that's why people spread gossip. Because they're not confident in themselves, if you want to take it down that
0: route. Yeah, that's absolutely is the case. So what else? uh, Why else? uh, What is the positive uh, effect of the gossip? It's kind of uh, difficult to even think of that, right? Um, Because we've turned it in
1: such a negative connotation.
0: And when somebody's gossiping, it's like, oh, what what possibly could come from that? gossiping, rumors, exactly. So that also uh, leads to conflict resolution, because in some cases, gossiping about interpersonal conflicts can facilitate conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. Uh, It provides a platform for us to express our grievances and seek support or advice, right, from other people in our um, social network. I remember I was calling you on several occasions and just yeah. venting about something, right? Mm-hmm. And you would just be listening and saying, just fully so that I know that this is uh, your perspective Right, and uh, I have not observed the behavior of other person, but I believe you. This has been your experience. You did yeah. not engage, think you did not uh, uh, slander that person and say, Oh, there's such and such, she, she's so bad, and I uh, <laughs> did not really banish her from uh, for, for her betrayal. You know, you were nice, you were polite, and you never said anything. So, uh, what is the gossip and rumors, right? Um, Gossip—they always have the negative connotation, is that we talk about people behind their backs.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Gossips, like usually there's a quote. It says, "Gossips when you hear hear something you like about someone, you don't."
0: What is this? Say say it again. (laughs) It didn't get into my brain yet. What?
1: Gossip is when you hear something you like about someone you don't.
0: Is it just the uh, so early in the morning here? Gossip about. Say it again because so it's it sounds like, uh, important.
1: Like, like people spread gossip, <clears throat> right? And you're engaged in this gossip, hoping you'll get the nitty gritty. But you're listening to gossip, and you 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 end up hearing something that you that you like about that you like about someone you don't. So someone will share something that's very pleasant, but you don't like the other part of the equation.
0: Hmm. <laughs> It has to. Yes, it is very important. It has to have a meaning for us. Otherwise, we wouldn't even find these uh, uh, details juicy, right?
1: Right. And mm-hmm. it, like like we were talking about earlier, how like it's not even about the gossip that's being shared. You should be cautious of the person who's gossiping because that's really about their character. And chances are, like we've heard before, that if they're gossiping about someone else, chances are they're also gossiping about
0: you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Every time that someone I hear gossips and people don't dare to come and gossip to me because they say sometimes like, oh, everyone comes to me and tell me their stories and everything they know about them. And I wonder why you all the time, nobody comes to me, nobody tells me all those juicy stories, you know, juicy details, because they know that I would go and I would verify them. And I'm not going to engage in a discussion of somebody behind their backs, unless mm-hmm. there is a Constructive uh, way to resolve the dispute, for example. Right. So, no, people don't come to me. I'm such a uh, ungossipable person. <laughs> <laughs> no rumor mill there. No, even I invent words here. Yeah, I'm so ungossipable. <laughs> it has to get into the dictionary. <laughs> Urban
1: Dictionary might uh, accept that one.
0: Yeah, so unless there is a conflict resolution, uh, engaging in this kind of a behavior is bad because uh, uh, if somebody comes to me and say, "Oh, such and such did this uh, right," and or I concern that uh, oh her marital situation is so bad, oh her psychological well being, oh that is a huge here. Oh, I think she's like a mental case now. She's depressed and all of that, like. You're so concerned about this person. Let's go talk to them. Maybe they need help. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just expressing my concern. Well, yeah, go express that concern to that person and talk to them about it.
1: Yeah. If you ever, I've been guilty of also engaging in gossip and saying things that I should have held in confidence or I wasn't sure if I should hold it in. And after I'm walking away from that conversation, it's almost as though I felt dirty, as though, like, oh my God, I yes. shared something with that person and now they have this sacred word that i mean i'm guilty of that and i believe it's an ongoing process throughout our lives to be able to confront gossip and not engage with it
0: absolutely there's
1: there's ways to not do that like if somebody's sharing something that may be negative you can say well i'm sorry you feel that way you can express empathy and understanding but you don't have to
0: co-sign the gossip that's true That's true. We can talk because we're social beings. We can talk about it uh, and uh, perhaps support the person if they really need any support, but nevertheless not engage in this kind of uh, behavior. And besides, uh, uh, people who do engage in that uh, kind of idle talk, sometimes they just need entertainment. And uh, uh, for that particular entertainment, they have to have time. I don't have time. I don't have time for any type of gossip, any type of idle talk. In fact, chit-chat kills me. I don't like chit-chatting with people. You know, the social little sweet talk that we have to do, like walking around somebody uh, and have to have this uh, social, little beautiful conversation. How is life? You know, that, uh, how is the weather and all of that before people warm up to each other. I don't want to know how you like. I don't want to know how your location went because you are going to, as that kind of a person, going to tell me all those juicy details about other people who are also there and how bad they look to also uh, um, keep your face up, right? And uh, expand your beautiful image uh, on the background of those uh, unpleasant looking people, sort of, right? Mm-hmm. So that, and. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we, I think we often also engage in gossip out of, you know, to express frustration and disconnection in certain experiences that we have dissatisfaction. I mean, think of a time when you go to a restaurant, you have a really good time. If a person has a negative, when I was a well, when I was practicing as a chef, it would say like one person has one negative experience, they tell 10 people if they have a positive experience, (laughs) they might tell one. So it seems to be a a tendency of people to gossip when they feel negative as a means to cope with a negative emotion.
0: Exactly. More of that than with the positive ones, right?
1: Yes, they can perceive their injustices and grievances in another person. And we know just who to call sometimes who will co-sign our things. And that's really one thing to look at as well. What other kind of people do you have in your life? Are those people just telling you what you want to hear or just listening? Are are they lifting you up and telling you, hey, try to see that person's side of the story?
0: Exactly. And uh, I would prefer also, you know, the truth to be told right into my face. Doesn't matter. Don't sugarcoat anything for me. Come and tell me the truth. I appreciate that. You know, I uh, um, <clears throat> had to even address my friends because uh, sometimes that I noticed that there would uh, be talking behind my back and i would know it you know um uh, i'm a seer and a lot of the times uh i can hear the conversations of people when it pertains to me and i know what they're talking about this is just the gift that i have and i speak about it a lot on the other uh, radio show which i host with dr Elliot, as well called science some of the paranormal yes mm-hmm. and to me i know when people talk about me and it feels good when i know and i hear those words uh, that are said about me behind my back w- with other people uh, Right when they're discussing me but i can also hear not every time of course uh, otherwise i would just go crazy thank god and people don't discuss me <laughs> that much and w- 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 which is good and uh, usually in good terms but a lot of the time not a lot of the time but sometimes They do engage in this kind of a gossip, like uh, they have concerns about this and that. And behind my back, they look for solutions for me. And I sit here, and I don't even know about my own concerns. Come tell me. Maybe I have a problem, you know, but uh, discuss that with me, please. So I even had to address it with my own friends and say, listen, the true friendship means open your mouth Come to me and kindly tell me what do you think is wrong with me, or in our relationship, or perhaps I'm doing something wrong. Don't go behind my back. Don't withhold it. Come and tell me. I would rather know the bitter truth than sweet lie. I hate sweet lies. And besides, you have to stay honest all the time to yourself and um, to other human beings around you. A so sweet lie. Honesty. They a have sweet, sweet lie. lies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old oh. white, white lies, right, Dr. <laughs> Okay. I, lie.
1: I know people have always, I've, I've been counter people, and they're like, it's just a small lie. I'm like, a lie is a lie.
0: A, big, a lie small is a lie. lie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I um, attempt not to tell something sometimes uh, rather than to tell a lie, because withholding some information Is not telling a lie. It's not lying to somebody. It is done for um, different reasons, and perhaps people are not ready to hear something, right? And especially in the uh, the therapy practice that I have, I cannot tell people immediately what I think, what the solutions are going to be. Right? We all live on our own time schedule, so yeah, yeah. So withholding something—it would better be to withhold some information than to lie.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, it's it's like you ask yourself: Is what I'm saying or what I'm doing morally are uh, right or wrong? Does it align with my values?
0: Yeah, that is uh, um, also uh, people spread the gossip and rumors uh, because it means something to them, what is called instrumentally, our relatives. It gives information that is helpful to us, right? And uh, somehow we try to justify certain behaviors and then uh, we just need to make a meeting at what is happening besides um, uh, the rumors they spread essentially in the times of uncertainty, right? Because it addresses those uncertain times that we don't understand, Uh, that they usually spread during the times of confusion. People need the answer. They need to find an answer for something. And uh, like, for example, in the times of COVID, right? And the times when the entire world went behind the masks of sanity, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ah, Dr. Share, you know had that topic—they yes. went behind the masks of sanity. That was pure insanity. With all those masks, of course, we all went insane to one degree or, or another.
1: Well, yeah. Unfortunately, some people use gossip as to feel a sense of power and control. So they use power as a means to manipulate a situation <laughs> in their favor or like create dominance in the group or situation
0: they're in. Oh, yeah. It's a, what is it called? Like the wedge rumors, right? That when they try to put a wedge between uh, two people or between two groups, because the uh, one group is always has to put another one down. Have you noticed that Mm -hmm. we don't respect another one talking about the football teams? Like, uh, no, they always slander (laughs) each other. Right. And the uh, different kinds of, even the university departments. Oh no, we're always better. We're always better. Right, it's that that,
1: social hierarchy we're gossiping to have that social hierarchy
0: yeah and to feel better about ourselves we're putting other people other groups down to feel better about ourselves and when people say that oh I never do it we do it because we're social creatures because we were born into this world and we live in this society in this civilization right in every society in this civilization on earth and yes we do engage in that Mm -hmm. so
1: Yeah, all the time. It's going on all the time, all around us.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Even if uh, uh, when the information is unverifiable, people tend to spread all those bad rumors. Why do they do that? It's a very interesting uh, thing. Well, some people,
1: I think, have the biases and they think they know more than they already have the answers or the solutions. Unlike you, I'm not a seer, but I'm a beer right so if you if you don't come to somebody and tell them how you feel how can they make a change in their life to understand where you're coming from no because we're human right so we're prone to error
0: that's true and we are looking to make sense of what is happening around us you know, that, that sometimes we don't even care about the information. Uh, we're just trying to make sense uh, of uh, what is happening in this crazy world. And that is understandable unless uh, uh, it is hurting someone, right, directly or even indirectly, because mm-hmm. um, besides uh, social bonding and information sharing and establishing norms. Attributing to conflict resolution, uh, providing entertainment and relaxation. Like the favorite pastime of some people is to gossip, right? Um, also, it can be done as self disclosure, right? The people uh, talk about their own personal experiences and feelings. So, we probably should allow other people to express themselves uh, and that would deepen their relationship with us and with other people when they reveal that information to others, right? Uh, um, mm-hmm. We are human and uh, uh, there is the end to that. We're human and we will always gossip we will spread the information because we're informational beings. but, yes, however, but we have to
1: be mindful uh, when we spread it yeah Uh, so it doesn't become misinformation and inaccuracies like you were just saying because then it become it can become an absolute disaster right we start spreading rumors without evidence we interpret things based on our own perceptions and biases and often can like distortions of reality and often it can harm relationships reputations
0: oh yeah damage to reputation that's that's a huge thing that's absolutely huge and in our society we engage into uh, so much with the juicy details into the uh, damage to the reputation of other people, right? To to tarnish uh, their uh, reputation. Um, uh, They, uh, for example, would do that work, right? What do we do at work? we we'll say, oh, I'm much better, but look at that employee. What do they do? And we will start gossiping, of course. And the thing is that we are such um, societal beings and the group beings, even if in our society we live in the individualistic society, still, nevertheless, if we hear something, we pay attention to it first, right? And then we turn on the critical factor. Not all of us, of course. A lot of us just believe all those lies. <laughs> well, we judge
1: by nature, right? We inherently are judgment, judgmental beings.
0: Yeah. But like you said, it is we can judge and uh, to judge, uh, to be judgmental and to pass judgment to different things. Mm-hmm. so what is the difference between them Sherry? Uh, between what between judging someone and uh in, in a negative sense and passing judge oh no passing judgment right or just the judging someone
1: well i mean are you jar- judging them um out of harm not knowing them i mean are you just passing judgment to make yourself feel better are you passing a judgment in a positive way judging their character well, if you have verifiable information, you can say, well, that person has done A, B, and C, which leads them to not be a trustworthy person. So you're judging their character based on perhaps uh, val- uh, valid evidence. However, if you're just passing judgment because you feel like you're better than that person or they're prettier than you or whatever, then that's, I don't believe that's lined up with your values.
0: But yeah, somehow but that-
1: it makes people feel good on the inside.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we all have different values. And I've noticed, you know, since I was a child, I would notice why people behave differently. Why would I think and behave this way and other people won't? Why do I think this is a kind gesture that we should approach the world and animals in this way and other people don't? And with years, I have realized that uh, we live in this world with different kind of sort of like caste system when people live uh, uh, according to their own moral laws. And so we're not all the same. And of course, uh, when we judge someone, uh, judge meaning that we uh, take a note critically of other people's uh, um, characteristics, right? And we make an opinion of them. And that is uh, forming a judgment. We have to distinguish being uh, passing the judgment, like you said, and also being able to judge something. And that judgment judgment is uh, detrimental. But uh, it's very important to be able to judge and be a critical person in order not to believe in every gossip that comes along and uh, pass it. I um, saw that uh, on the Facebook. I don't even engage with people on Facebook anymore, right? It's something for business. and But sometimes it would just like spark, just push my wrong buttons. I'm like, oh, my God, I just have to say something. Here. I just have to say, and I hold myself, and I hold myself, and I hold myself. And then finally, I just give in because one woman just uh, posted uh, recently made a repost of somebody's report who is ac- asking on Facebook, please repost it. And that was the and that was uh some russophobic uh what is this meme that all the Russians are bad, right? Because as, as a society they're just so so cruel and bad, and I'm like. This is so interesting, and if I don't respond, I'm not going to be able to sleep. And <laughs> I just actually so just the, got the best of you. <laughs> oh yeah, I just limited myself. I said, how am I going to do that? Not the, uh, to really be nasty about it. So I just posted <laughs> sheep mentality. You know, people don't understand that they follow the sheep mentality by posting and reposting and repeating the lies and rumors that other people f- spread and of yes. course for me to go into the debate with that person on a historical uh, relationship between the united states and russia right on historical f- facts that were happening in russia and how the politics and economy and the society has been developing, it's just, it's useless. It's just like uh, talking to a deaf person, you know? A deaf person doesn't uh, hear your words. And besides, uh, people are so um, immersed in the lies that they hear, even through the social media that lies to us all the time. So we don't have any judgment. We don't have any critical factor. We believe what we're told. We believe what we have been bombarded with through TV, through radio, through everything. And we don't ask questions. This is what it is. Status quo. That's it. You know? Yes.
1: Misinformation often brings out the stereotypes and prejudices of people. They mm, bring it to light. Then it causes... It causes, it fuels the dialogue. If people are addicted to dialogue, negative, Even there's a lot of people out there, even if it's negative, they're addicted to the dialogue. And some people will just continue to gaslight in the dialogue.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. gaslight in the dialogue. I was um, in the mall walking the other day and there was an elderly couple, probably in their early seventies, right? And the woman was really nicely, fashionably dressed uh, with those long eyelashes, but it's a California thing, I believe. Um, Really? They have it here. Yeah, you have it there. The eyelashes? It's everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) The five mile lashes. Yeah. Yeah. So she was uh, so nicely dressed and I could see that. She really tried to look that way, of course. And I like making feel making people feel good about themselves and also reflecting the truth back to them uh what is the truth my truth was at the time that she looked beautiful and i opened my mouth and i said you know you look so beautiful but then i said it's like the moda italia (laughs) oh she immediately knew and of course with my accent She's like, oh, thank you so much. Uh, That is so wonderful of you to say. You're such a beautiful person yourself. And you look fashionable yourself. And she was smiling and she was just blooming. And then she asked me, well, where are you from? And, you know, I used to pause and people would just say, oh, Sweden. Like the womb. I'm from the womb. (laughs) I'm from the womb. (laughs) <laughs> I would just like, you know, be quiet for three seconds and people would immediately assume that uh, uh, that I'm Swedish. And I would say, you know, yes, yeah, Sweden, Sweden, uh, because it would take too long for me to explain where I'm from. So in this time, three seconds have passed and she didn't say anything. I'm like, OK, perhaps I need to reply. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm Russian. You should have seen the expression on her face, Dr. Sherry. The smile immediately disappeared. Her jaw dropped on the floor and broke into a thousand pieces. Her husband even opened her mouth. How? As if they just saw Putin right in front of them, right? As if they would ever. So, and she's like, oh, you're Russian. And I told her, you know what? Let's put it this way. I was absolutely attractive to you just a couple of seconds ago before you learned that I was Russian. And what happened now? I said, now I'm your first enemy. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want to talk to me. And why? And they're like, finally, they gathered themselves. And said, oh, do you like Putin like this? What does that have to do with me being Russian and liking Putin and engaging in politics? Those were just two human beings, two women talking, thinking that both of them were attractive and fashionable. Mm-hmm. That changes people's perception. Absolutely. That social media people don't want to ask any questions. They judge the whole nations but what they see on the media. Right? So I said... That's fantastic, I said. I'll just uh, keep you with your thoughts and your musings. Uh, I just said that, that uh, we all have to educate ourselves and I believe immediately what is happening there in the world. And I said uh, that I taught uh, political science and uh, Russian civilization courses at American University. And this is exactly what we taught here uh, from American textbooks. So those the historical facts and i pointed her to the uh uh to different kinds of interviews that was did not go anywhere it did not even enter the ear to come out of the another nothing happened there so we well, judge
1: judging a book by its cover
0: yeah right? well my cover was nice up Again, until yeah. the time they look
1: into the book my dear mm-hmm. absolutely well that's that's what that think that's why people that's why they are judgmental we see this beautiful cover but until we get to know same thing about ourselves to what's on the inside but when we look at people or other places and things we judge them by what we see and our what our perception tells us and our perception is complex it's got we got distorted reality We have prejudices, we have stereotypes, we have the confirmation bias. I mean, we have a lot of stuff going on between our ears up there.
0: That that, that is crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. As humans, we can do such incredible things and positive things in the world, right? But we choose to believe what we have uh, is going on between our two ears, right?
1: Yeah, and instead of just embracing the moment and just enjoying each other's company and taking it for what it was... Yep. when we dive deep into the details based on people's prejudices and their beliefs, it's sad to see something unfold as such.
0: It was so sad. It was so sad. Another person who asked me about a year ago, uh, I was on the um, what the, on the sea right here in the San Diego Bay with all those yachts right, right around me. And I was just like uh, coasting there. And there was a couple also, I don't know, like in their late 60s. And they started the conversation with me, and I responded to them. They asked me where my accent was from, and I said Russian. What do you think their immediate response was? Open mouths again, agape. Ah, no, they They were able to talk. They were able to talk, and they said that, (laughs) oh, we won't shoot you. Oh, God. (laughs) I thought that is nice. Never that I approach a person from anywhere in the world and I judge them for the place that they are are from. Yeah. Well, that's why we we... have so
1: much chaos in the world. I mean, we, we need is more love, not hate.
0: Yeah. But how do we know to love something if we believe all the gossips and rumors that are spread? How do we do that? I don't think it is even possible. Unless talk, we develop a critical group. factor, right? The crit- criticism, we have to be able not that we talk about uh, criticism is just such a negative thing. No, open your damn mind and put some critic critics there and just approach the world, uh knowing what is happening there with a critical factor approaching media, right? Social media, everything that you see, and don't just mindlessly like a sheep repeat the sh- does sheep she talk? No, they don't talk. They, they blab, <laughs> like, they bab. They're bad. <laughs> they're bad. They're bad. Whatever is happening around them. You know, and the one person said something negative, another person repeated, and even spreading all of that. I can't, in fact, um unfriend anybody uh on Facebook because this is the um even the, the business page. But the thing is that I can't even look at all of this Russophobia. This is so horrible. And people uh, people suffer. In fact, it was so detrimental also for uh, my career as well, for being Russian. And, you know, I, sh- I should have probably just said uh, invented some uh, identity for myself, right? And I would have been much better in the society that I would have been much better. And people think that, oh, this is what you do. Oh, she must be so successful. So fantastic life is just like so easy for her. Just as like so many people think. Life is not easy for me. I'm Russian, life is never easy for me.
1: (laughs) I think we get so lost and we get so far away from the present moment I'm guilty of it as well. We get so far away about what people are, who they used to be, what they're gonna be, what they have, what they don't have. We forget to look right in front of us and in, to to uh, um, appreciate what what is in the moment. What can we learn in this moment? What can we appreciate about this person right in front of us? We're so caught up in what is not here or I get, you understand where I'm coming from? And that's not the exactly. That's so that
0: Yes, it is, and it doesn't even have to be Russians. It's uh, the um, racial discrimination, right? We know nothing about where those people are coming from. We know nothing about their background, and nevertheless, we judge them. And uh, why do we do that? Like people who are anxious, they are more, and it's a, this is the psychological fact that people who are anxious, even the anxious groups, they are more likely to spread the rumors. So if you it think that you, you cope you,
1: with the anxiety, right? It's a coping anxiety.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, if you are uh, a chatterbox and the gossiper, look at yourself. If you don't want to reject yourself as an an anxious person to other people, you better stop gossiping because that can be really detrimental for so many different things.
1: Yeah. Some people get also addicted to complaining. Like they're always complaining. And I think complaining is also a form of gossip to other people when you're constantly complaining about somebody else or complaining about something else. It's a
0: form of that. Have you ever had any instances when people gossiped about you and it was bad?
1: Uh, I'm sure I have. I can't pinpoint anything right here in this moment. But yes, things have gotten back to me that people have said that I've held in confidence. There are things that um, also the flip side. I've also engaged in gossip that has ended up um, causing someone to feel um bad or um, have a negative outcome of the situation. So I've been on both sides of the coin. I'm guilty of being gossiped about as well as gossiping. I try to remind myself to, uh, to not complain as much, but I'm still a work in progress because I still complain and I still, I oftentimes take part in gossip, but the more we become aware of it, the more we can try to
0: address it. It's a practice. I had, um, Besides those interesting anecdotal stories that I have, I had one time, actually it was probably several times, then, um, that it almost ruined my uh, life at the time. Excuse me. Wow. That's pretty profound there. Yeah. I guess just psychologically, I'm going back and, um. It is all happening here. You're being triggered. I'm just being triggered. Oh, it's such a nice word that we love, right? (laughs) Trigger happy. There. So I can tell you that story. And if we think when we gossip and we spread false information about other people, if we think that uh, everything is going to be fine with us, you have to know when is your time coming? Because your time will come when you actually dig out a hole, a, a, um, a grave for another person. Beware. You might fall into it yourself, right? That is mm-hmm. why I have to, like you said, have to be so careful in what we say, what we do, because we never know how that is going to affect another person. I remember that at, uh, when I was um, working on master's degree. I had one instructor and at the time I uh, did not want to call her a professor because she had a master's degree and I was working on a master's degree and all, all of a sudden she was presented to us as a professor and I'm like, yeah. she's not a professor, you know, she's not a professor and uh, she's an instructor and this is how it is uh, I'm going to do, <laughs> this is how what how I'm going to address her. Uh, It's like with the freedom of speech, that the information was imposed on us. Long story short, that was a new instructor that came to teach uh, a very, in my understanding, easy class that I had to take from her. And there was a time when I was taking her class, happened to be a wedding of one of other students. And that was a gorgeous girl with her gorgeous uh, groom and they had uh, an incredible wedding, beautiful, and they invited the entire faculty. And I was there uh, with uh, my child and my husband at the time, you know, and uh, it was such a beautiful sight for everybody, right? My beautiful child, who was the flower girl, and myself as a maid of honor, and the beautiful bride. And the faculty, was composed of uh, unmarried women in their late 30s early 40s and they hated the entire establishment of the wedding because why because they were not married including that awful instructor that i had at the time who would later dig try to dig uh, a grave for me so long story short in fact when The bride threw a bouquet. Guess what? Mm -hmm. All of the three unmarried instructors, smart women, all feminists, smart women, they were standing in a row while others tried to catch the bouquet. And they were also standing there because they were supposed to be standing there. Guess what? The bouquet fell right in front of them. None of them even tried to reach out and grab the bouquet. It was a disrespect to the bride in the first place. But what happened that it fell right in front of that woman, the instructor that was digging that grave for me. So before I knew it, the wedding was over, and I wasn't even thinking about anything. So it was just a past. It was an unpleasant experience sometimes. But it had passed. Then I was called. To the office of the chairman so there was a chairman the chair of the department and the dean and they were talking to me they said that we need to talk to you have a very serious conversation with you and we're afraid that we need to let you go from the department <laughs> it was like um you know uh, a snow from the mountain just fell on my head You know, and buried me underneath. Like, this is uh, so interesting. Like, please elaborate on your theory, what is happening here. They told me that there are rumors that they need to investigate. In fact, they did not investigate anything about it. They just wanted to let me go. But because of those rumors they heard, their conclusion was to let me go why because those rumors were spread by the credible people as they told me and i said i think i have an idea what credible person spread those rumors about me and the rumors were that i used an appropriate language in the classroom and against her and i said all the bad be anything else words at her And I asked uh, um, the chair and the dean a question that you have known me for several years now. Do you think that I'm capable of saying that even to a friend, even to anybody on the street who stepped on my toes, right? Or did anything against me? Do you think I'm capable of even uttering those words? No, but we have this uh, uh, information about you that you actually did. So... It was very unpleasant for me. And I said that we're going to have to let you go. And I turned around. In those moments, you know, you just have to use your head. You have to use your brain. You can't fall into pieces. uh, And it was an immediate reaction of mine. My God, my life is being ruined at this moment by all these false allegations. So I said, you know what? I'm not a tattletale and I don't come, I don't gossip, I don't say bad things about other people, and you know me, I told them. I said, in case of this instructor who you said that we need to call a professor, professor is the title that you have to earn, and we need to be able to respect you for that. I said, this instructor, if you don't have any um evidence of me saying those words. So do you have it? Uh, is there a written confirmation? Is there audio confirmations? Anything or oh, just, uh, just um, you made this conclusion of me being guilty as charged, just based on the words of that particular individual? Oh yes, we have to believe her. I said, well, guess what? I have witnesses of the same instructor calling students in class an idiot. And we don't call our students idiots in the United States. And I turned around and I left. What happened? Did you get oh, fired?
1: I mean, did they let you my go? My God.
0: It was a summertime and I was supposed to start another year next semester, right? So I have a chair called me on the phone. It was the evening. It was like eight o'clock in the evening. And we were friends before then. And he said, Yana. I must apologize. And he never apologized in his life. I never heard him apologize to anybody. He says, I have to apologize because we did an investigation and that instructor will never come to the United States to teach again. And we do apologize to you and we hope that you will come back to the department this year.
1: Yeah, so that speaks of having um, valuable evidence. I mean, it reminds us of that that game we played as kids, some some of us called telephone or whispers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When we sit in a circle and the broken first person, phone, right? Yeah, they call mm-hmm. the broken phone. They whisper the message that goes around to each person. The last person states aloud what they heard, mm-hmm. and often the final message differs from the original. It's often it's funny when you're playing the game, but in a real, uh, uh, lighthearted game. But in, in life, that's kind of how that's how rumors are formed. You have a gossip. And then the misinformation
0: turns it into rumors. Rumors, exactly. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are broadcasting live from United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM, from a fantastic New Orleans where Dr. Mm -hmm. Sherry resides. And that is in Louisiana. So we are thankful to you for joining us today, listening and watching and we welcome you to come and contact us and send us your questions, send us an email and um, just talk to us. Get in contact. Tell us the, your stories. Tell us your perspectives of what you would like us to discuss. We welcome everything. Today we're talking about gossip. And gossip is such a difficult topic. In fact, Dr. Sherry, we never talk about anything that is so light and nice and just like so light. We always have to delve deep into some sort of an issue, right? (laughs) Like uh, Carl Jung says, it's going to be
1: very painful to bring the unconscious conscious. So we're in the nitty gritty. You know, like gossip, um, there's a quote that says, gossip needn't be false to be evil. There's a plenty of truth that doesn't need to be spread. So there's also, in addition to it being negative, there's a lot of times people share true things about other people
0: that becomes an evil or harmful. And that's right. And that uh, also uh, damages the reputation. People can have uh, financial loss, right? They negatively impact businesses. Lead to scandals. Scandals. you think of any scandals? scandals. Getting to the uh, juicy, juicy, juicy <laughs> affairs, Dr. Sherry, juicy. Remember the Lewinsky scandal in 1998. Oh, my God. If People are not familiar with that. That was one of the most infamous gossips uh, uh, um, created uh, in our history, recent history, the Lewinsky scandal, which involved President Clinton, Bill Clinton, I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> and Monica Lewinsky, a former White House intern. The uh, scandal erupted when it was revealed revealed that Clinton had engaged in a sexual relationship with Lewinsky while serving as president. The scandal led to Clinton's impeachment by the House of Representatives, of course, on charges of perjury and obstruction of justice, (laughs) though he was ultimately acquitted by the Senate. But do you remember the time, Dr. Like Sherry? I do. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And then what happened? <laughs> I did not have sexual relations, right? He's and the, the same people- one
1: that said he inhaled marijuana, but di- no, he smoked it, but he didn't inhale it.
0: <laughs> he smelled it? What did he say? He
1: smelled it? He said he, I believe as Bill Clinton, said he smoked marijuana, but he didn't uh-huh. inhale
0: ah nice nice yeah well, we all know it's true well dr Shea, what are you talking about when what's smoke, the point right? when, when we smoke that's exactly what happens whenever never inhale, right it's a no. social thing we're all smoke right but, especially in the white house right which is it's uh, um, just a regular pastime for us right but i was so so taken aback by the media discussing this case all over the world I mean it led like, to why? an impeachment <clears throat> led to an impeachment but yeah why um, couldn't it be done quietly not without all of those details for pit's sake what happened under his desk and the dresses and all that why
1: because we call that a distraction to the real things that are going on around us
0: what Who knows? was happening at the time
1: well, just in general when we have all this what people call fake news and propaganda you know we, we miss out on the things that are really happening or how do oh, yeah. we address the root the real things out there
0: you're absolutely right because uh i remember that when i uh, used to teach and my students would always discuss uh, some cases oh this like the, we caught the russian spies so the russian spies caught us all we have to do the exchange or any kind of uh, economical uh, news or some rumors that we would know, I would say, oh, this is very interesting. We have to look for look for the root cause, what is actually happening around us, right? And we would find it. So you're absolutely right. All those um, scandals uh, can also be created, but uh, not that uh, Lewinsky was actually sent to him to do that, right, to provoke him. <laughs> but who knows, right, who knows? Maybe she was a Russian spy.
1: She, Dr. she has a Ted talk. I did listen to it. This is uh-huh. probably a couple of years ago. I don't recall what it's about. Maybe it has to do with shame. Uh, how about, But she has come out to talk about it and how it impacted her life and all that. We really don't know. I, I think one thing that listeners should also just be aware of is like you can watch TikToks or these little reels or shorts that go on, you know, to tell you all these things. But it's very important to verify the information verify oh, yeah. what you're hearing. I mean, you hear so many things. It's like, they're, like don't eat this, eat that. Same person, same two two different people telling you why you shouldn't eat this. This person's telling you why you should eat the same item.
0: You know, so Absolutely, because we lack the critical factor. We don't want to think because we prefer it to be told to us. And it's much easier, right? We scroll like mad uh, when we have some uh, free minute, Uh, we just get on Facebook, we get on Instagram, and those are endless reels. And sometimes I catch myself, oh, yeah, I was watching something interesting. And all of a sudden, The the time has passed and I'm not, my brain is nowhere to be found. So that's the thing. And that is a hypnotic trick as well, right? Because we, we exactly, we absorb all that information. We have to be really careful about it.
1: I recently watched, uh, there was a short or a reel and the guy calls a Navy uh, recruiter, I'm assuming, or some, something for the department of the United States Navy. And he picks up the phone. He's like, and he's asking the, um, the the sailor on the other line. He's like, do you need a, a high school diploma or a degree to get into the navy now and the the recruiter or I'm, I'm assuming it's a recruiter said no you can just sign up now and the person on the other side was like see we're going to war so i went and checked online to see what are the rules to join the military the navy specifically they were speaking about and you still need a diploma or a GED you're less likely to get in with a GED but it was i'm not even sure of the information, but it, huh. it, that could be misinformation. By saying, "Look, they no longer require you to have a diploma or a GED to get into the military," in essence, that means we're going to war. So, what is that? Oh. That could be misinformation.
0: Yeah, but then we try to make sense of it, right? Because it's important to us. We discuss it.
1: Well, and for people who don't think to go look it up, like because when I looked it up on, on online, it said you still need a diploma. I mean, a diploma or a GED to get into the Navy specifically. However, someone who doesn't have the, the capacity to go look for it, they may believe, oh, my God, we're, we are going to war. You don't even need to do We can do get... it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So people latch on to what they hear is what you're saying, that misinformation.
0: Yeah, and that is the detrimental factor in it. it, is misinformation, disinformation that we like so much about it.
1: Yes. I mean, uh, another thing that comes to mind is like w- w- uh, witness testimony. Just because witness testimony is, um, very unreliable, um, we we can use it, but a lot of times our own perception, our own confirmation biases, our social influences, these things influence, um, our social expectations. And oftentimes we may think we have seen something and it wasn't what we really saw. Exactly. Yeah. Our memories change over time, especially when you're (laughs) learning, especially when you're gaining something under, um, Trauma, right? A tra- traumatic experience. True.
0: Absolutely. It's <laughs> your memory right now. <laughs> my short term memory, my long term memory. <laughs> yeah. It's so fading up with time with the age. I'm thinking, like, oh, it's so much different. Now I'm forgetting things. <laughs> mm-hmm. But especially with trauma, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we look uh, at that, the Lewinsky scandal, and we were talking about the, the Soviet Union again, there was a uh, red the scare, remember, in 1950s, during the Cold War era in the United States. It was a very, very profound thing that was happening, the rumors and paranoia about communist infiltration.
1: The famine there, Oh, people oh. lined up on the streets.
0: Well, that, and it's also about the communists, right? That that we hated so much communists that we started to to, uh, kill our own people and accuse them of being uh, communists. Uh, Many people were falsely accused of being communist sympathizers or spies, and that led to investigations, uh, blacklisting, loss of employment, and social stigmatization. Remember that um, uh, I Love Lucy show? Mm -hmm. They were accused of being uh, communists. Can you imagine that? <laughs> so I'm thinking that it's okay like in comparison with the Soviet Union, right it was Stalin who was um, sending uh, its own he, the Russia's own people to camps and uh, uh, imprisoned them. So what happened here? it's the same thing. It was the, like the witch hunt. God forbid, to spread the communist uh, information. Uh, while I'm not uh, defending that, but it was actually uh, it took place uh, against our own people here in the United States, people who had nothing to do here. It's like modern-day witch t- trial. Right? So that was... What changed from nineteen, from 1692, from the Salem witch trials to the Red Scare? What happened? I think history repeats itself. It still
1: is. It always will. My mom always reminds me of that, like when I was at one point enmeshed in politics a couple of years ago, and she's like, "It's nothing we haven't seen before. It just repeats mm-hmm. itself." Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's just becoming more widespread with the what we call fake news and stuff because we have so much. At our fingertips now we didn't always have these things you know they yeah. like uh you know more people died back in the history than they are we're losing today
0: yes exactly and then uh, also remember that the, we had a satanic panic uh in the 80s and 90s <laughs> satanic, actually, panic? A satanic panic satanic <laughs> panic uh they just uh, it was a very interesting name yeah <laughs> I actually uh, could not even believe when I learned about it that was happening in the United States. Uh, it referred to a period of moral panic uh, in our country. During the 80s and 90s, it was characterized by the widespread fear of satanic ritual abuse. And oh, like anarchy. Practices. Anarchy, right? And mm. I would see that so many times the uh, symbol A written everywhere. <laughs> And yeah, like we can laugh now, but it was the daycare workers uh, that that they were accused of practicing Satanism and abusing children, you know, that um, many of these accusations were based on course, the testimony, testimonies that that uh, from children and let it proven to be unfounded. And guess what? You can put anything in the children's mind anything, and even in the minds of adults, and they will Mm -hmm. take that information as the truthful information that ever happened to them. Yeah, the creation of false memories is uh, very profound. And if Mm -hmm. you repeat one of the same lie again and again, it becomes truth to you. You can even uh, be truthful on the polygraphic test. Have you ever thought of that? Yeah, a lot of
1: Mm-hmm. Some people who are lack empathy can pass those tests. Again, that's why that's another tool that's not very reliable to use against others.
0: Oh yeah, it is not very reliable at all. But you can actually fake it. I remember that uh, when you and I were doing the uh, training in um, medical uh, hypnosis. I remember that we had um, what's it called? Uh, by feedback, by, like, okay. by feedback, I just, in, in my mind, I just, I like, could never comprehend that uh, idea whether that, that did anything uh, specific for us and practical. That uh, uh, the professor asked me to be his uh, guinea pig, and he just had put all of this um electrodes on me, wires. And then he started uh, talking to me. And uh, I remember what he said. (laughs) He said, I cannot believe it that you're not reacting to anything. He said that you could be just a very good spy. (laughs) And (laughs) And later I learned that it is, you can easily fool the polygraphic test as well. So it is not a reliable tool at all. If you repeat the same lie, Many times, don't ever use it, people. Don't ever do that in the um, uh, in the negative, uh, with negative intentions. If you repeat it to yourself many times, it becomes a truth to you.
1: To some, I think. I think high-sensitive people may have a more difficult time. Like, I don't think I would be able to hide from a polygraph test because I'd, I wouldn't pass it. If I'm lying, I think it'd pick up. I don't think I have the capability of, of doing that. I'm one like- of those. Like, cause, mm-hmm. cause, I, I, believe inherently inside of my body, I don't think that I can trick nature. Personally, I, what's happening naturally in the brain and what's based on my all of my mechanisms going on up here and in the heart and all those things and the blood pressure, I don't, I personally don't think I could tr- trick nature.
0: Just, oh yeah. But interestingly mm-hmm. enough, my dear Dr. Sherry, <laughs> we treat nature with our people, with patients who come to us, right, with hypnosis. We trick their nature somehow. We help them rid of, uh, uh, get rid of uh, different ailments, right, and problems in their lives and bad uh, habits. Nevertheless, but essentially they're do doing that. that all on their own, they right? They do it on it's their all... own but with our help. So mm-hmm. it does help. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But uh, that is also good to know because... Um, People, people like you, they uh, have a difficulty lying.
1: Well, and I think just like if you learn people like face reading and body cues and you understand where, how people hold their feet and just different. If you understand nonverbal cues, na- nature, I believe, will always give someone away always but oh I yes think it's something you have to study and you have to know
0: either micro expressions and of course that you have to have video equipment for that uh, but it's also easy to uh learn how people's uh, um behavior is with the baseline of that particular individual right and then you know whether the person is lying or not mm-hmm. but then it is easy to uh, um to fool the polygraphic test that's for sure well, not only we as human beings are uh, uh, involved on our little mundane societal mm-hmm. level, gossiping, mm-hmm. and spreading rumors and being lied to and lying to ourselves, or we'll just love lying to ourselves. It also <laughs> happens on not just the macro m- micro level, it happens on macro level because our governments also uh, spread rumors um, in order to attain their goals, for example, if we look uh, at the two thousand three the Iraqi weapons uh, uh, of mass destruction case, um, that, that, that the operation uh, that led to the operation of invasion in Iraq by U.S. government under the president George Bush, uh, he made claims that Iraq possessed weapons of mass destruction as a justification of military action. So these claims were based on the faulty intelligence and later proved to be false. But what happened, meanwhile, dissemination of this information led to a costly and controversial war in Iraq and many of our guys, our innocent boys, died there. You know. So, and not only our government. It's, uh, okay, let's look at the Raystock fire in 1933, following the Reichstag fire in Germany, which was blamed on communist agitators. Oh my God, communists are everywhere. Oh my God, (laughs) everywhere we're so afraid of them. The Nazi government under Adolf Hitler spread rumors and propaganda to stroke fear and justify the suppression of political opponents. The fire was used as a pretext to enact emergency measures including the suspension of civil liberties, the arrest of thousands of political dissidents, and the consolidation of power by the Nazi regime. And it sounds a little bit too familiar to what is happening right now, people.
1: It's just a rep. I think it's just the wheel keeps turning. Always will. We're always going to keep evolving. And I don't think we're ever going to be without war because war is where we shift funds and and the like right a lot of money a lot of wealth and uh corporations greed all of those things seem to be wrapped in that thing i do believe communism is alive and well in some places in the world i don't believe we're without it however i don't know enough about each of these regimes or these places to give my input or to form a bias of it at this point
0: that is so interesting that the uh the West, particularly United States, we try to eradicate communism. What the hell let them live with communism. Why do we need to care about that? But now because it was threatening and we had to suppress it somehow, right? even at the cost of our uh, the lives of our own people here right? Mm-hmm. If you remember um, not like we lived at those times, actually we did. <laughs> so there was a, a Operation Mockingbird in 1950s and 70s, if you remember that. Were, that, they, were
1: they spreading gossip and mocking about things?
0: The, yeah, yeah. That was a covert CIA operation aimed at influencing media organizations and journalists to spread propaganda and disinformation both domestically and internationally. The operation involved the recruitment of journalists to write and promote stories that align with the CIA agenda and often without the knowledge of their employers or audiences. And I remember that because uh, I remember how I was so young there, right? (laughs) I was like uh, in the (laughs) seventies, late seventies when I was born. Um, I had um, a neighbor and he was in his early seventies, I believe uh, uh, just recently, a fantastic guy. And he was a professor of um, counseling psychology. He, he, he was actually uh, in his private practice and also a professor of psychology at the University of Missouri and also my neighbor. And we love chatting and I love speaking with the older people. I, I love hearing their stories and they love to talk. And it's really nice to even give them the platform to talk even without microphone. So he told me that he was approached also by people. He did not even know who they were, but they recruited him and they uh, sent him to different uh, places in the world, including the former Soviet Union, to work as a profiler. And most of the time, he didn't know who was paying him, who was handling his affairs, and they would create the situation at the, the... department, not just a situation, they would um, create a story and provide the background for his absence while he was working for the government. So you never know. And he was coming back with, of course, uh, uh, with his uh, understanding of the situation and uh, being actually a wheel uh, in the big system of information and disinformation so if we look at that we are not only guilty us uh, on the um, small scale small human scale it is also done on big scale as well
1: yeah i think uh, gossip is always going to be around it's not going anywhere i think it's just tuning into yourself and learning to be mindful about gossiping and think about when you walk away from it how do you feel do you feel like do you feel good? Do you feel like crap? Because you just crap, crapped on someone else's, um, you know, I mean, like their their personality. <laughs> yes, their absolutely.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. While um, it is all done for manipulating public opinion, not by the governments, and uh, we too want to spread the false uh, information. We're also manipulating the uh, opinions of other people, Right. Uh, yeah. we create divisions and generate fear of course but that is uh, on the macro level uh, to discredit opponents what is happening right now right, uh, diverting attention just like was said in the, uh, nothing new under the sun, like the sherry, nothing new so does the
1: satanic panic, has it um, evolved into organic is the new panic
0: <laughs> well, what do you mean
1: that's just a, a joke. Well, because everybody's like, if it, 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 don't panic, it's organic. Because like so many people are so worried if they're not eating organic that you know some people have even slayed um, other people. So instead of it being satanic, organic. <laughs> I mean, is <laughs> organic the new panic?
0: I had a person visiting me some one time uh, recently, and she looked into my fridge, and she was so petrified. She said, Yana, you have nothing to eat. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I have a full fridge of food. <laughs> And she's like, no, your yogurt is not organic. She's like this, well, then my yogurt isn't organic. And I looked at it, yeah, it wasn't, but it's really tasty. You know, and then then she looked at my uh, eggs and I buy free range eggs, right? grass fed. Ah, but she also found something that was negative with them. They were not fertilized. Those (laughs) eggs in my fridge were not fertilized. Oh, God forbid. I don't want to eat fertilized eggs. So this uh, of something not being organic, it is so overthought, over popularized. I think a lot of things
1: are today. There's a, I, think, I think gossiping and a lot of topics of today, we, we, we fret about the smallest things, the smallest details these days. Just something small can set us off.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't it because we have too much, Dr. Sherry? Perhaps, I think. Overstimulated? So Overstimulated too much, so much coming in. Exactly. So much information. We don't know where to run, which information to take and run with it and spread rumors and affect negatively other human beings. There's like, a lot of
1: contradiction. You know, you hear like don't eat oatmeal. You better eat oatmeal. Da-da-da-da. So it's just interesting. It's 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 very fascinating the evolution of our um, people and the mind. Yeah. And it will be very interesting to see years from now how AI is going to um,
0: influence us. No, oh, AI is going to put all this nice uh, uh, stuff into my fridge by itself. They're <laughs> just going to order it by itself <laughs> and deliver it by itself. And I'll, you know, I have that fridge uh, with a TV monitor and I can see what's inside of the fridge on my app, on my phone. And It also sends you the reminders what to buy when stuff gets low in my fridge, right? It also tells you, oh, you need to buy this, you need to buy that. So I have had it like for the past five minutes. You wouldn't have to think for yourself. You know, I I don't have to think. I don't have to think. The only thing, oh my God, that it didn't think about that my eggs were not fertilized. But that's a huge omission on this part.
1: Well, one thing that uh, like I use AI, I use Chat GPT for things, and I think it's a very cool, inventive, uh, innovative tool. However, a- after being in uh, a scholar and doing so much work with citations and making sure you don't um Pleasurize. plagiarize, oh, yeah. like just even on uh, Chat GPT, I'm like I get really worried. I'm like I have to go look this up. Is this you know is this, is this, is, this, is there another confirmation? Is this research back this up? And yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what do we do, Dr. Sherry, about the gossip? How can we stay free from it? I don't think we can. I think it's how we approach it, and <laughs> that's how- <laughs> it. We're helpless. We're doomed.
1: <laughs> well, you can either, when you're talking to someone who's gossiping, you know, and especially if it's toxic, toxic gossip, right? I mean, it's making you ill listening to it. You can um, exit the conversation nicely, or you can just listen. And just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, I can understand how you see that. It's unfortunate that you're going through that. You don't have to co-sign it, but you can. There are ways you can to handle gossip without becoming enmeshed in it and making it a part of who you are.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That is. Um... Uh, you, don't darnish your character by just involving in the gossip and you can unknowingly do that. And we can't say that, Oh, we will just judge so strongly for it. No, we engage in that unknowingly. So that is why it is absolutely important to educate ourselves and promote critical thinking and not only others to educate them, educate ourselves. no, what stands behind? Ask questions. What stand behind certain information? Because that can be so bad. It can be for you because you're not being honest, right? And not the some people don't even care about being honest. But nevertheless, there the are consequences of not being honest. Always, always, always. So you know what there are also consequences if you don't watch our show be honest <laughs> talks with dr Sharon, dr yana because you might miss an opportunity to learn how to live honestly <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> it's really yeah. the only way to live and to feel good about yourself yeah.
0: truly yeah. yeah we have to engage in uh, trusted sources practice. learning about the, the correct information if we hear a lot of things from the media. And a lot of conflicting information, right? We have to know where this information comes from and what purpose does it serve, whether to take your attention from something more important or just to make you one of the flock of the sheep. And uh, the most important thing is not to be sheep. uh, Yeah, because that could
1: be real bad.
0: Bad. That's very bad. (gasps) (gasps) yes exactly uh promote positive positive narratives not false narratives because uh even wars have started with false narratives the provocation and that is all what's the provocation it's the false gossip and rumor that's the provocation
1: yeah like you said earlier there's a quote out there i think it says i'd rather be slapped in the face with the truth and stabbed in the back
0: Yeah, actually, I don't want to be slapped in my face for anything.
1: (laughs) The truth can hurt, right? They say the truth can hurt.
0: It does. Absolutely. It does. Truth hurts, but I would rather hear truth than live uh, for the rest of my life in the lie. But the lie is sweet, Dr. Sherry. Lie is very sweet. We love and cherish our bittersweet. <laughs> For some of us, it's uh, such a, a fantastic uh, feeling. Lie, we lie to ourselves to preserve our faces, mm-hmm. right? To keep it up, uh, the certain image to the world, and uh, yeah, we don't want to take the mask off, m- m- mask. masks off. <sighs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah.
0: there, it's it's.
1: Some people live behind the illusion that it's a lot easier to live behind a mask. But it's really not, because you're always having the ticking, tick,
0: tick, 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 tick. And was going to catch up.
1: Show up authentically exactly. you.
0: Mm-hmm. You. Absolutely. And if we think about changing the society, we can spread some rumors. But then we have to ask, am I just a uh, a, a ram, a sheep in the flock? right? Or actually can spread the positive and the good information about what is happening there in the world.
1: Yeah. Right? Spread rumors that lift. Don't spread rumors that drift.
0: That is a nice quote. Did you think of that, Dr. Sherry? We need to I quote did. you everywhere. Did. Spread rumors <laughs> that lift, not, not those that drift. Because drifters drift, right? Dr. Sherry said it, we're attributed (laughs) to her. It's going to be a viral (laughs) phrase. Now everyone will use it. That's right. To lift, not drift. And not Mm -hmm. split. yeah, that's for sure. Um, We get engaged in all sorts of uh, bad detrimental practices in our lives. But we have to understand that the change in society starts with ourselves. Well, we can talk about that uh, until what the pigs come, pigs fly, and cows come home, like you like to say. Until cows come home, (laughs) yeah. But that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Yes. Go anywhere with a position mm -hmm. from the position of love. You know, I don't uh, ask anyone to love your neighbor as you love yourself because this statement is such a a false statement in its. uh, base in his foundation. It's a very false statement. We sometimes we don't love ourselves. We don't love ourselves. How can we love the neighbor when we don't love ourselves? So if we hate ourselves, and we have a neighbor, we're gonna hate that neighbor and do the huge well, projection.
1: Well, just project onto the world. Project onto people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Project our own insecurities out. And if you, I mean, you can talk about things and you can talk about people and you can make a judgment based on something you've experienced, but if you don't go and speak to that person and you just keep ruminating and ruminating and talking about it and spreading gossip, I don't think it gets you anywhere.
0: It doesn't get anybody it anywhere. Just, and that's a waste just of time. marks your
1: character, right? It just puts an, like a slash in your own
0: character. And Have you noticed that um, this is how we judge the world around us, Dr. Sherry? When I see people talk about, engage in certain conversations, even if I'm against that, I'm not going to come and stop and uh, really try to change their opinion, right? But I would form an opinion in my mind, and I know this is not the person to socialize with, not engage in any type of a conversation, because tell me what your convictions are, and I will tell you who you are. Yeah. right what you believe in and i already immediately know who you are so those people who gossip so those people who can't uh keep their tongue behind their teeth uh i would just um advise against that get a hobby get the, something that interests you do something constructive versus just sitting on a bench and talking about other people yeah don't stay stagnant that's the easiest thing is just to sit and discuss someone, right? And gossip about it. Because why? Because that takes responsibility of that inaction for ourselves, of ourselves, right? Yep. All, All of a sudden...
1: Magnet, magnet.
0: <laughs> yeah. We can just uh, say, oh, just look at that person on TV. Or like, for example, the movie stars. Or, oh, just look what they did. What did you do? You're sitting... On your couch, watching TV, uh, what this person have accomplished, right? About the, the movie star that you're discussing, right? With the, the beer belly, for example, and the, the sack of potato chips on your belly, and just uh, eating, laying down, discussing everyone, putting all that information on social media. Look at yourself first and take the log out of your eyes, both eyes, before you take a speck or notice a speck in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Eyes in life as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the window to the soul, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. So that uh, was a very interesting topic. And of course, it's a bottomless topic.
1: Yeah. So what's up for next week?
0: I don't know, Dr. Sherry, what shall we talk?
1: I think we've decided maybe manipulating manipulators in the
0: world. Manipulators come and hear about manipulators, what types of manipulators, what we do with them, how to avoid being manipulated and how to recognize the signs of manipulation.
1: There's something I remember when we were doing the episode of Masks of Sanity and you were asking me, what's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? And I kept telling you that they are interchangeable. And you're like, well, what is the difference? And I was like, well, they're used interchangeably. So I wanted to come back and to uh, inform you that a sociopath is more driven by what society would have them. And a psychopath is something that's going pretty much. I think they're both have it going up psychopathy up here. It's something having to do with the psychology of the person, but someone who is considered a sociopath, it's usually having to do with something of a societal expectation or norm. So to dif- dif- to bring that to light and manipulation and to dif- differentiate the two, I remember that.
0: Oh, it got stuck in your head, so, and yeah. that's so you kept digging. <laughs> now you found this all this information. Well, that, uh- you I analyze like,
1: it yeah, all I keep forgetting to tell you or to bring it bring it to you because I, I remember I was like you kept asking and I'm like well they're interchangeable and like specifically so yes So well, socio remember it's social psychopathy it's psychological it's psycho. <laughs> but often, it's psycho. psycho. <laughs> very very psycho oftentimes <laughs> even though it's like what like one percent of the population so it's a very small thankfully very small percent.
0: But if we look at that, which we should discuss uh, next time, while well, clinical psychopathy involves such a small percentage because psychopaths don't go into therapy, <laughs> there's not, nothing wrong with them. They will never come just like narcissists. They will never go to therapy, right? We will never know. In fact, there are a lot of people who exhibit the... Um, Psychopath, Psychopathy. Exactly. Psychopathological mm-hmm. traits on everyday life. They don't uh, come. We can't really put a diagnosis on them. Psychopath, right? But they're socialized psychopath. There are many of them amongst us. So come next time, next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone who's listening to us and watching us, please come and help us discuss this conversation. Help us pinpoint uh, all pros and cons. And there's going to be probably more cons than pros of that, of manipulation. <laughs> but perhaps you will find out how you manipulate people and how people manipulate you. So you will not fall prey for them. So thank you for watching us. It's been Be Honest Podcast for Dr. Sherry and Dr. Jana. Join us next time. Have a good day. Ciao. Bye.